What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number 74. My name is Josh Toll. I'm joined by my Brett, my friend, but, 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 my Brett, Brett Roberts. My friend, what Brett up? Roberts. What up? What up? What up? What's going on? What's going on? Not much. I see we have a couple people in the chat. If you're here, stop by, say what's up in the chat. That's right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're here. We are here. We're live. We are. Another episode of Hapticast. That's right. And we are wearing new clothing, which we'll be talking about in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get into that shortly. Uh, but stay, right. stay on the, the lookout for that. I mean, it is awesome, dude. So, okay. Uh, what we're talking about today, obviously media consumption update. Uh, in the Abysmal Chronicles, we got crap in there too. Got a war reveal date rumored for Summer Games Fest. Berserk. Uh, you know, continuing without... The Mangaka that uh, started it. Mangaka. Yeah. Uh, Saints Row Boss Factory. Don't know. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Nintendo <laughs> sitting on a sequel to 1 2 Switch, more like 1 2 Shit, uh, having no idea what to do with it. And then, of course, our main, 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 main topic of the day talking about Kojima leak, new horror game dubbed Overdose. Apparently, Margaret Qualley is in that. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking about GameStop employees walking out and telling gamers to shop elsewhere. They said, get out. GameStop's bad. And then uh, yep. we do have an indie intel this week, Horror Tycoon, which is pretty cool. Brett. That's right. That's it. What's up, Josh? What's going on? What's up is uh, nothing. Before we hop into uh, our media consumption update where we go over all the stuff that we're watching and playing, is there anything that you want to uh, talk about? I didn't. This is nothing scripted. I'm just asking if you have anything that you want to talk about. Um, it's not in our main show this week, but um, we did a state of play, uh, stream mm-hmm. last week. Uh, that state of play was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Overall, I was really happy with it. Excited about a lot of stuff in there. Um, and then we also towards the end of that talked about uh, Pokemon, which looks pretty cool. And um, yeah. We watched the new trailer, so if you haven't seen that or you want to see our reactions to that trailer or Josh's reactions, really, uh, go check that out. And then that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot that this week is the state of play. Or I'm sorry, Summer Games Fest. Yeah. Um, you, when you mentioned the state of play, it, made me, it reminded me of that. So we are going to do some content for the Summer Games Fest. So mm-hmm. this Thursday is the actual Summer Games Fest live stream where Jeff Keighley is going to reveal a bunch of stuff. Uh, more likely, I think he said it's going to be stuff that's already been premiered. He's mm. just going to like feature stuff that, have, that basically we already know about. But as you know now, Kojima's game is probably going to get shown off there as a world premiere. So right, maybe we'll do something for that. We've talked about doing a uh, just a video that comes out afterwards, not necessarily a watch along. And right. then Sunday is Xbox and Bethesda show. Mm. Uh, probably some some Activision stuff, maybe there as well some blizzard stuff maybe right. uh, i know we talked about not doing anything for that uh together but possibly i may be doing something still so keep your eyes peeled to our twitter at haptic intel on twitter uh for for all that yeah i'm i'm, I'm really excited for the xbox bethesda showcase yeah, um, me too. you know make bethesda great again that's right that's right so uh that's all i got for you let's hop into the media consumption update would you like me to go first Whatever you want, pal. I'll go first. So we watched a movie together. We can kind of talk about this Ugh. together. Yep, we watched man. a film this weekend called Dash Cam. 
More like shit cam, dude. It is a horror film that is directed by Rob Savage of the uh, fame uh, or uh, of host fame, I should say. Um, and Jed Shepard was the writer. Uh, yeah, one of the two writers. And he also wrote Host, which if you don't know, right. Host is an excellent film that came out during the pandemic. It is about a bunch of people that do a seance over Zoom mm-hmm. and they all basically get killed. And it's a horror movie and it's pretty good. Yeah, Host uh, is one of the best horror movies ever made. Dash Cam is one of the worst horror movies ever made. Yeah, and I don't know if you'd believe me if I said this, but there's not a single Dash Cam in the whole film. It's true. It's called Dash Cam. Yeah, but it really was really me. disappointing. Really, really disappointing. Did not like it at all. One of the most unlikable characters of all time. And she doesn't even, I mean, kind of spoiler, I guess, but she doesn't even get what's coming to her. Uh, She's a conservative Trump supporting. uh, She makes fun of liberals the whole time and leftist people and anti-COVID. And she's just like the worst human you could possibly think of, probably Uh, just being abysmal throughout the whole film. And you would think in the end, like, it was like the big payoff is going to be you finally see her get absolutely decimated. And unfortunately, I'm here to tell you, she doesn't. And then I find out afterwards that the woman that the actor, the actress that plays the, the character, she's like that in real life. And they specifically casted her for that mm-hmm. uh, to be herself. So disappointed in Rob Savage and, and Jed Shepard for even giving her a platform, but also wish they would have killed her off. So I just. Uh... Listen, man, the, the movie was just a mess. I feel like the script was really bad. Um, and there were some shocking moments in there um, that are executed pretty well for the most part. But it, it also kind of relies on like found footage horror tropes and the way that's shot and some things that I really have come to despise at this point just because we've seen it done so much better. Like if you're if you're hiding stuff constantly with like shaky cam, like the camera's going all over the place, like there's like you know, in the audio constantly. Like mm-hmm. Can you do that again? Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Like yeah. like I'm out. And unfortunately the payoffs, which are really cool in certain aspects of it are just surrounded by shit. And uh, I just say I didn't like it would be an understatement, I think. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I also watched the short film, The Back Rooms, finally. Oh, all right. What'd you it, think? It was, it was okay. I think it got overhyped. I think mm. that I was expecting more. Uh, but it was a typical backroom story, and it was scary. And you can tell, I think you actually were the one that told me, like, some of it was, like, actually done in 3D modeling. Yeah. You could tell, but also you like it was like I only knew that because you told me, mm-hmm. and uh, I was impressed because yeah. it was done really well. Yeah, so that was pretty good. And then I rewatched uh, Jackass four point five after you left, Josh. Me and Steven, we watched it. Uh, it's just as good as Jackass Forever, in my opinion. It could even maybe be a little bit better because I really like the documentary style segments of the of the film. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Games, we're back on the Overwatch train. We are. We are playing Overwatch. We are. Thoughts? It's a good game. Are you more excited for Overwatch 2? Yes. Now that I'm playing it again, yes. Yeah, I'm with you. There's a lot of frustrating stuff about Overwatch still. Certainly. You know, playing comp and people leave and then you don't get filled and 
the queue is awful and you know there's a lot of bad stuff but sure the game is still fun sure and then wrapping up my games dark pictures house of ashes a horror uh, game i almost said film mm. i mean it's very cinematic but the horror game uh made by what is the studio's name uh oh, until dawn um, developers uh, su- uh, super massive super massive games uh, this is the fourth entry in the Dark Pictures anthology, and mm-hmm. every game in the anthology is a different story, uh, similar or the same actors throughout. Mm-hmm. But each one has a big, quote unquote, big actor or actress as the main star. Mm-hmm. This one was uh, Ashley Tisdale, mm-hmm. and she was pretty abysmal. Yeah, she's dead. In our game, she did die. Mm-hmm. Found out you could save her. Uh, right. We just had to leave her, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the game was probably, like you said, the best ending in any of the Dark Pictures games we've had so far. Right. At least that we've gotten personally. And mind yeah. you, we've only played one ending in each game. Like, we're not going back into being completionists. Yeah. And I, I think that it had the most likable character in the whole sure. franchise. I think the best acted, the best written, and definitely the most likable character is Salim in, yeah. in, in any game. And... You know, his bromance with, um, what was his name, Jason at the end of our playthrough? Jason or Jake, yeah. One of those. Um, the the southern white dude uh, was just really cool, and it was very good. Um, and uh, definitely took the game from what I would think of as like a, maybe around a six, and maybe made it like a seven or eight for me. <laughs> I would agree. It was also a unique setting for a video game. Mm. You don't get many games set in that like 2003 post 9-11, literally in Iraq. Like right. there's there's not a lot of games set in that. And it, it, that wasn't the focus, but it certainly played a part in the narrative. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, it was, it was the best one so far. It was. And it also, the ending location, mm. like was probably the most intriguing out of all the games too. It definitely goes somewhere that I did not expect. Yeah so at all pretty good overall i enjoyed it i mean i always like you know they don't take that long a couple of play sessions and uh you know they're fun yeah for shout sure. out shout out to salim shout out salim i hope your son had a good birthday uh tv and anime i watched again when you left josh steven and i were kind of like left not knowing what to do so we watched an anime called ghost stories what's that so you're not familiar with it no i'm not so it's like a 90s, early 2000s anime about a group of kids that are like paranormal investigators, like hunters. Hmm. Um, they have a school and then next to their school is like an old school building that they don't use anymore. Is this a movie yeah. or uh, like a series? It's a series, it's a series okay. yeah. So there's like an old school building outside of their school that is like kind of like dilapidated. No one goes in there and it's haunted. Mm-hmm. So that's all cool and all. And that's a cool premise and all. But what if I told you that the best part about this show is the English dub? Because Josh genuinely mean that or you mean like as a meme? Josh, the English dub voice cast completely disregarded. Well, not completely, but disregarded most of the dialogue and script and just said whatever they wanted, dude. And it is hilarious. It is so funny. One of the reviews that Steven read said like, the OG Japanese dub, I'm giving a five out of ten, but the English dub, I'm giving a eight out of ten. It's that different that it's like a comedy masterpiece. It's so fucking funny. And some of the jokes are like dated because it came out like, you know, a couple like it was like a 2000s anime. Mm-hmm. But 
it's so funny dude it's they do not give a fuck it's like literally it's like those um youtube videos where people would just dub over like power rangers or like yeah like you know what i mean like those old cartoons and stuff it's hilarious and it's an official english dub yeah you know what i have to so. say to that dude that's awesome that's, you're going backwards there you go awesome, dude. that's awesome dude there you go so definitely check that out if you want to if you want a good laugh and then uh obviously watching barry uh, I don't think I watched the newest episode yet. There's a new episode out, so I have to catch up on that. Yeah, neither did I. I'm also okay, good. Me. But now let's let's jump into something real quick. The boys. The boys mm. is back. Amazon's mm. the boys. Boys is back in town. I've watched the first two episodes. Oh, so you didn't finish? No, not yet. I've just been watching one every night. I'll probably get caught up tonight. All right. Well, let's not. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet either. But mm. based on the first two episodes, what do you think? Uh, I'm really loving it. I, I, uh, I like the whole, um, I'll tell you what I really like. I like the fuckery with the Congresswoman person, mm. uh, with her and, um, Huey, Huey. Huey. Yeah. That is pretty good. Uh, that was like a big shocker towards the end of last season. And I like that they're exploring that more. And also the, like, I'm pretty sure there was a pretty significant time skip at the beginning of the season without the show saying that there was a pretty significant time skip, just given like everything that's going on. So I don't, yeah. know if, I don't know if I missed them saying that or not, but like I picked up on it after a few minutes. I was like, okay, there's a time skip here. Now nah, Huey says later on, maybe episode three, like I've been working with this lady for a year, mm. like, mm-hmm. serving her lunch and shit, like eating lunch with her. And so, yeah, there was yeah. a, there was a time skip of at least a year or yeah. maybe a little less. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And I like everything going on with butcher. And I also like everything going on. I forget his name, but what is the, uh, the, the dad's name? The uh, the black dude's dad's name was his mother's name? milk. Mm, is that actually his name? Mm-hmm. Oh well, he's slick, um, and mm-hmm. I like everything going on with him and his daughter, and him like struggling with like you know dealing with Soldier Boy and all that stuff. I think it's it's um it's Soldier cool. Boy and, tell and, him. and he's acting like that. The acting from that actor is pretty awesome, to be honest he's with good. you. Like I care about him genuinely, and he's always kind of been like a side character. Um, sporting character and I mean he still is but he's doing a great job and I'm really interested in that little arc he had a, like a little mini arc with someone in season two I forget who maybe it was um, Starlight there was a little yeah. mini arc they had that was really good as well like he's been he's been since season two at least he's they're finally letting him shine and yeah, yeah. I agree he's, no, he's, he's, he's a good actor he's a good actor so uh, I'm up on it overall and uh, of course it has the shocking you know gross moments uh, that you come to expect. And of course, everything with Homelander is as abysmal as always. He is unhinged. I mean, he's been unhinged, but now he just does not give a single fuck at all. Yeah, kind of like so, the actor in real life. Yeah. Uh, I do want to slightly spoil something from the first episode. If you don't want to hear it, just mute it real quick until you see me give a thumbs up. But and episode on, on one. The audio, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, episode one of season three. The thing that caught me off guard is about 12 minutes in. There is a superhero introduced or a soup uh, and he is a I think his name is the the flea or the tick or something. He's really he can shrink really small. Oh, yeah. 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 And we quite literally see him crawl into Dude. another man's penis that is and correct. massage his penis. Yeah. From the inside. That's right. And then he was sniffing cocaine prior mm-hmm. and sneezes and right. explodes the guy from the inside right. out. Yeah. That made me uh, hop up from my chair and uh, I couldn't believe it. 
like I literally stood up and I was like, uh, I can't believe what I just watched. Yeah, man. I, and, I texted my former boss who watches the boys and I said, hey, listen, I got him into it. I'm the one that got him to watch the boys. And I and I felt like I almost had to say, like, hey, man, uh, when you watch this episode, <laughs> close the curtains in your house so nobody can see in. Put the kids to bed. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, making yeah. sure he knows, like, it's about to get fucked up. And then he texted yeah, me. He texted me back a screenshot of a text message from his other friend that said, "Yo, there's some wacky shit that goes down like 15 minutes into the boys." And he, he was like, "I already got the the warning." I was like, "Okay, good, good." Yeah. All I have to say about that scene, dude, is that's awesome, that's awesome dude. dude. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So, uh, pretty good. I am enjoying it. I'll probably watch the la- the episode that's most recent released tonight. And uh, yeah awesome that's all i got for you so why don't you go through what you've been uh watching and playing not a ton else to add um i'll stick with tv and anime first since we're there um the only other thing i have to add is i got caught up with better call saul uh so i finished breaking bad like i mentioned last week i was going to watch better call saul from the beginning before getting fully caught up um figuring i can get caught up because they're on hiatus right now yeah until the end of july or something like that and I started to see just too much stuff online, even with like muting everything that I became uncomfortable. And like I saw any spoilers just like, like I would always scroll past it, but like I start seeing screenshots. Like I just start see- started seeing so much from the new season. I would like started to become anxious and I was like, if I get spoiled, I'm going to be pissed. So yeah. I just have to watch this right now. Um, I didn't need to rewatch better call. Saul. I just wanted to, since it's been a while. Um, and I was like, I just got to do it. And I watched it over the course of probably all within 24 hours, to be honest with you. Uh, cause I just, uh, you know, I had to get hyper-focused on it. I was nervous, <clears throat> got caught up. Holy shit, man. Good. Um, that show was fucking insane. Uh, and when I was texting Steven, again, our friend and friend of the pod and old co-host Steven about it. I was like, I remember before Better Cross Saul even started, which is years ago at this point, where it was like kind of pegged as going to be like a little bit of a lighter tone than Breaking Bad. And it is in some aspects where there's just some more levity with the situations and how ridiculous they are. Uh, but this show is fucking insane, dude. Uh, it's not funny at all. It is literally... Uh, more insane if not as insane than as breaking bad right now and shit is fucking abysmal that's Uh, awesome dude and that is there are things that they are doing that tie so perfectly into the beginning of breaking bad as well as far as like names that you've heard mentioned before like literally just like throwaway lines in some aspects they're still still like it's still a prequel right they haven't caught up yet Oh yeah, no, no, no. They have they have not caught up yet. I mean, we're clearly approaching that. It seems like we're approaching that timeline given the events that are happening in the show. Obviously, I mean, they said at the beginning before the show started, it's going to butt up with Breaking Bad. So, so let me ask then: is is like, I mean, I guess it's kind of spoilery, but like, are the events of Breaking Bad happening yet, or not at all? No, 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 no. We're still we're still proceeding that, um, but we are getting like there are things and events and locations and stuff that is being introduced that is clearly barreling towards the start mm. of that series if that makes See, sense i thought i thought walt and jesse were in the show already and that's why i was like wait how does that happen then uh they're not yet if at all i mean 
I assume they probably will show up at some point. You would think, like, there are other characters that have shown up, um, but not them yet. I would assume that they will at some point. Okay. Um, but there, there's just shit happening that's fucking insane, dude. Um, and literally, like, the way that Vince Gilligan, like, builds tension is unlike anyone else, dude. He's fantastic. You you remember Ozymandias? That uh, episode yes. from the last season of Breaking Bad? Yeah, the last episode of Better Call Saul in the middle of the season was like a mixture of Ozymandias and Hank's poopy toilet realization mixed into one episode. Um, poopy toilet realization. The last 20 minutes literally had me pacing. My heart rate was elevated. And then the end, I literally like wanted to rip my face off. So I think I saw you tweet about it. Dude, I... The, the very ending moment is as insane as Hank's toilet realization. That's awesome, dude. So, uh, I love Poopy it. Toilet realization. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's good. I'm glad I got caught up. Uh, the only other thing I have to add uh, is games. Uh, I'm still playing Lara Croft Go very slowly. And then I started, which this might surprise you, I started uh, playing Jedi Fallen Order again. Um, I played it on Xbox back when it first came out. Um, it was on sale on PlayStation for like literally eight dollars the um what's it called the deluxe edition and i was like you know people have been talking about a lot again we just got the trailer like i've been watching stuff from it again i was like i just kind of like want to play it maybe platinum it and just enjoy it Uh, because the story is great and i feel like i've kind of soured on it as the further we've gotten away from it for some reason um so i just kind of i don't know not that the story was bad, but I think more so just Cal as a character. Like, I, I really didn't want to see him back in the next game. Um, I wanted to do a different story. But we're not. So I'm back, and I'm wrong. He He's fine. Like, he's not bad at all. Yeah, he's so. good. And Deborah Wilson's character is also very good. She She's the best character. Uh, and also the second sister in that, I forgot how fucking not good she is at the yeah, beginning she's of the good. game. So, good game. I'm playing it again. Uh, we'll see if I beat it or not. I'm going to try to platinum it as of right now, but we'll see. So Nice. Very cool. All right. Well, before we hop into the Abysmal Chronicles, I know we wanted to plug some of the new merch. So, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we are launching a new merch collection. This is the, uh, the Slick Boys collection that I'm wearing here. Uh, on the front chest, you get the Slick Boys logo. We also sell that on a hat trucker hat here and on the back you can't see it but if you go on our merch store which i think josh has up Mm -hmm. you can actually see uh there's full artwork that i've uploaded so you can get the full artwork as a print frame print or you can get it as stickers which are like three dollars but the characters of the illustrations of josh and i you can get on the back of the shirt so it's slick boys on the front brett and josh on the back and uh he has a lightsaber i have a gun and we're cool so we're slick but but I think more importantly is the shirt that Josh is wearing, which is launching alongside this new Slick Boys collection. And it is the shirt we promised a few weeks back. And it's the Haptic Intel That's Awesome Dude t-shirt uh, in the God of War Ragnarok font, as you can see there. So definitely, definitely check that out. I know, Josh, before we got on, you were surprised. You were like, these are really nice quality shirts. Dude, they, they, they are very thick. They're thick boy shirts. And I like the thick shirts. So if yeah. you like thick shirts... Yeah, so their quality is good. The printing quality is good on the yeah. shirts and the hat. Um, this is embroidered. All our is. hats are embroidered. They're nice. So. It is embroidered. And uh, as Frank, quite frankly, says in the chat, slick AF. That's slick AF. That's right. So if you want to be a slick good. boy, whether you're a boy or a girl or something in between, buy our slick merch up on uh, hapticintel.com. Is it hapticintel.com slash merch? No, it's just hapticintel.com. It no, you're correct. It? Yeah, hapticintel.com slash merch. I mean, you could also get there just going to hapticintel.com. There you go. 
but yeah, so go check it out. Uh, the art print was done by yours truly, and uh, I'll suck you off if you buy a print. So that's right. I can't sign it, but you can still get it. Mm-hmm. All right, little plug out of the way. Let's start the Abysmal Chronicles. Josh, do you need some music? Um, yes. Okay. How about this? That's right. All right. Welcome to the Abysmal Chronicles. If you don't know, if you're new to the show here, the Abysmal Chronicles is a section of our show we do where we just talk about some of the news topics that are a little bit too abysmal to make it as a main topic for the main portion of our show, which we're going to get to in a little bit. So let's run through these. We like to start off by doing some upcoming video game releases. Not much this week, Josh. Mm. I like to pull from today until next week, uh, and there's truly not much. If I mean, actually, most of these were from last week's show. Correct. So so some of these you'll already have heard, but we're going to go through them anyway. Spellforce 3 Reforced is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on June 7th. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords is coming out on Switch on June 8th. Mm-hmm. Pro Cycling Manager 2022 coming out for PC on June 9th. Tour de France 2022 coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 9th. Uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, is coming out on Switch on June 10th. Mario Strikers Battle League, which just had an open beta, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, is coming out on Switch June 10th. And then finally, The Quarry, which is made by uh, 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 Supermassive Games, who did the Dark Pictures anthology uh, as well as Until Dawn. That one's coming out, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 10th. Were you going to say Insomniac? I was going to say Insomniac. Nice. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome, dude. Uh, You buy the shirt. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the shirt. What? Oh, speaking of the shirt. Yeah, we're going to hop into our first topic in the Abysmal Chronicles today. And that, my friends, is something that we've been speculating about for quite a while. If you don't know, now you do. God of War Ragnarok reveal is rumored to be coming for Summer Games Fest, which is this Thursday. This is coming from Games Radar. So a leaker has hinted at god of war ragnarok's release date finally being unveiled later this week at the summer games fest earlier today on june 7th reputable leaker and entertainment media data analyst millie um millie amand published the tweet seen just below which is not below me it is behind me right nope Okay, the leaker appears to be hinting at God of War Ragnarok showing up at the Summer Games Fest event later this week, potentially even with a release date revealed on the cards for the forthcoming showcase. It is now behind you. There you go. If you were thinking the chances of PlayStation handing off a big AAA reveal to a third party showcase are slim, you'd be surprisingly mistaken, actually, Josh, because last year at the Gamescom opening night live showcase in August, Gorilla revealed the Horizon Forbidden West release date of February 18th, 2022, delaying Mm -hmm. the game from launching later that year in 2021. Mm -hmm. So the tweet, what does it say? I can't see it. It just added Summer Games Fest. What's that? It just added Summer Games Fest with a little gift oh. that says we're overdue for a date. And and there's a little emoji of a axe. Oh, correct. So that would be obviously the weapon of choice for Kratos. And who is this human? So she's a reputable leaker 
but she's also an entertainment media data analyst. So she has a track record. She's saying that we're long overdue for a release date and then tagged Summer right. Games Fest. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe we'll see it. Um, listen, if you if you're new here, I mean, we've kind of we've talked about this at nauseum on the channel. Uh, Brett and I both have differing opinions, although they are going to begin to converge because something's got to give at some point. That's right. Um, even if it's announced at Summer's Games Fest, I still feel it's highly unlikely for it to be released this year. That's just like your opinion, man. It is. And I'm just telling you, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get this game either like, you know, fall or even, you know, a nice little, uh, what's it called, release, holiday release. I just don't know. I just don't know. Did you know that people in other countries don't know what holiday means? Like, if you say like, oh, it's releasing holiday 2022, people in other countries, I've seen in comment sections, they're like, what does that mean? What is what is holiday? Mm -hmm. Because it is kind of like an American thing to say that because holiday for us is like. Right. December has all of the major holidays for all major religion and non-religion. They just all kind of converge around the same time. Yeah. But I would I would argue that the holidays is like November, December, too. You know? Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. End of November. I guess really mid-November through the end of December into New Year's. Exactly. So I don't know, like when we started like saying that, like a holiday coming this holiday, but like apparently it's not like a universal thing. So Mm. Just a heads up. But you know what is a universal thing? Berserk. Guts is coming back, ladies and gentlemen, because Berserk will be continuing without Kentaro Mira. Uh, this is coming from Kotaku. Yeah, that's a good so point, the, quite frankly. Sorry. What did they, they say? Uh, holiday in other countries just means a day off. We're like Exactly. Which is correct, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, unfortunately, uh, Kentaro Mira, Mira, the mangaka or the manga writer and illustrator for berserk unfortunately passed away last year Mm. uh the series has been on hold and Mm -hmm. it's a long running long running series and people were kind of concerned that that's it we're done but i'm here to tell you ladies and gentlemen it's going to continue uh his best friend will be taking over production of berserk yeah that's pretty awesome dude uh, so let me read the article here. So after the tragic and sudden passing of Berserk creator Kentaro Miura last year at the age of 54, fans had been wondering whether the series would or even could continue without him. After over a year of waiting, they now have their answer. Berserk will be resuming with six chapters of the current story to be published before the teams the teams move on to a new arc. These new entries will be credited original work by Kentaro Miura, manga stu- by Studio Gaga, supervised by Kuji Mori. And their numbering will continue in the same order as older chapters. In a series of statements posted on the company's site and social media accounts, the manga's production teams have said, and this is a quote, We will resume the serialization of Berserk, using comments and sketches Mira made before his death as a starting point. We believe that this policy, although imperfect, is the best way to deliver the Berserk that Mr. Mira envisioned to everyone as faithfully as possible. Yeah. Dude, if I died, would you continue on my legacy if I was working on something? Absolutely. That's awesome, dude. Absolutely. I couldn't hope for anything else. I mean, who better to understand, especially if it's outlined and stuff like that, the yeah. 
inner workings or the creative process other than, you know, a very good friend. For sure. I mean, he would know more than anyone else. I'm sure, you know, they've talked about where Berserk is going to go. What's, you know, what does the future hold for Guts? So he would probably know more than anyone else. Sure. And I also feel like this situation, <clears throat> somebody like that, as close to him, is probably most likely to treat it with as much respect as it deserves. Yeah, and the article doesn't mention if he had, like, an apprentice or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, for example, Dragon Ball, their creator uh, has a yeah, an apprentice that he's been working with for years who actually took over the Dragon Ball manga, the Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Super manga. Uh, yeah. He doesn't really write the show, but the show could soon be adapting his manga. So, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty cool that he has someone that can, you know, continue yeah. on. It's like George R. R. Martin. When he dies, his uh, assistant or whatever that little Schmeckleite's name is, is going to actually finish it because George R. R. Martin can't. That's awesome, dude. All right, the next story is Saints Row Boss Factory is going to be shadow dropping on June 9th. This is coming from right, Executor. What? 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 Saints Row Boss Factory? Yeah, so let me explain. So this is coming from Tom Henderson, who is a notable oh, leaker, boy. and he's actually the leaker behind our main topic for today about Kojima. Mm-hmm. So basically what's going to happen is sources have confirmed that Volition will be launching a new free-to-download customization game called boss factory on june 9th it's believed that the boss factory will be announced at this year's summer's game fest on june 9th with an in-depth trailer showing off all of the customization options you'll have access to in the boss factory the name boss factory has been chosen because saints row will refer to your character as a boss which is how it's been throughout the whole franchise well maybe after two uh, Boss Factory gives the ability for players to create their own unique Saints Row character before the release of the game on August 23rd. Players will be able to change everything with their character via the Boss Factory, which includes all of the customization options you get within the full game of Saints Row. From clothes to, to teeth and scars, you can create your own unique character, which can then be ported to the full game once it releases. Some of the more unusual customization options are the ability to use an asymmetrical face customizer, which allows you to have one side of your face completely different than the other. It's believed that in order to change your character in Saints Row, you'll have to use an in-game phone on an app to pick your character. Another feature of the Boss Factory is that players will also be able to share their characters with a unique share code. These share codes allow you to download any characters you want, no matter what platform you're playing on. Uh, so basically, it's like crossplay. Additionally, the community will be able to upvote character designs in the Boss Factory uh, and follow their favorite designers. And it's also believed that the Boss Factory will feature a Hall of Fame and Creators Corner where the most upvoted content will be featured, making it easy to find some good content to port over to the main game. So do you understand now? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So what this screams <laughs> to me is, well, first of all, Saints Row has done this before. They did this with Saints Row 3 and 4. They released the character creator as a separate app, basically. Hmm. And you can create your characters ahead of time. This one is different, though, in that you'll be able to download other people's characters. So hmm. this reminds me of like a WWE 2K hmm. community creations thing where you'll be able to download other people's characters. And because this is like a free app that's going to be on every platform, hmm. I'm telling you right now, people are going to make some abysmal stuff abysmal shit and they're going to go viral on tiktok and shit it's just going to be not good at all Mm -hmm. but the good thing is we're going to have some awesome characters to play as when saints row finally comes out so all right i mean yeah we play it 
I was going to say, is. we'll see if Santa even still hits its release date. I I, uh, I don't know about that, but. I just got W in my nose. Nice, dude. It like backsplashed into my nose. It's running down my nasal cavity right now. It's going right into your fucking bloodstream. That's awesome. I'm, dude, nootropics straight to the brain right now. That's right. Uh, Nintendo is sitting on a sequel to One Two Switch, and apparently they have no plan on what to do with it yet. This is coming from Fanbyte. Josh, what did you think of One Two Switch before we talk about the sequel? Uh, it was all right. I mean, it listen, it, it's it's fun. It, there's it's some good memes in there, but uh, you know, it's no WarioWare smooth moves. That's right. Oh, wow, what a deep cut. Um, do I have a WarioWare soundbite? I don't. Like WarioWare, shove it up your ass or something. But mm-hmm. uh, Okay, so basically the sequel was going to have more mini games and it was going to have smartphone games a la Jackbox with up to 100 players, but it received really bad feedback from Playtest, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in March of 2017, if you didn't know, Nintendo released 1-2-Switch, one of the Switch's two first-party titles to launch alongside the console. Right. The game was a quote-unquote success mm-hmm. to the tune of 3.45 million copies sold, mm-hmm. which I've roughly translated to about $207 million if, the, if you know, purchased at $60. Right. It produced a rather significant return on investment. It made sense for Nintendo to start working on a sequel, but where that sequel is, however, is a much stranger story. Mm. Yeah, but five so, years. Yeah, and this is all coming from insider shit, so, you know, bear with me here. But basically, accounts differ on what exactly the sequel to 1-2-Switch started as or when it started. The title, however, uh, is apparently Everybody's 1-2-Switch. Mm, no. And it went through a few variations as the developers struggled with a core question. How exactly do you make a sequel to 1-2-Switch? The obvious answer was simply to add more mini games, as other iterative party titles have done. But they also wanted to release a title that didn't render the first game moot and stop it from selling. So their idea, take inspiration from the Jackbox games and allow even more players through mobile phone controllers. Okay. That doesn't what sound are your thoughts ter- on that? doesn't sound terrible. But, I mean, I have a better answer for you. What, what was the question? How exactly do you make a sequel on 2-Switch? Here's mm-hmm. my answer. You don't. How about that? I think that the the phone idea is a cool what idea. If, what if it was one three switch? What if it was two two one switch two two switch? What about can that? Can you can you just just listen for one second and let me ask you, okay. Josh? Mm-hmm. Doesn't using a phone as a controller kind of take away from the whole gimmick of one two switch, which is using the Joy-Con? Oh. Yeah. Wasn't that the whole purpose of the game was the Joy-Con controls? Right, but the 3D, the 3D, you know, uh, vibrations Motion with like control. balls and shit, you know, and yeah. the, the IR, or the, the, yeah, the IR sensors and all that crap, you know? So why would they do this? And the I milk, think that's milk, an awful then, idea. The milk and the cows, you know? Yeah, because if I bought a sequel called Everybody's 1-2 Switch, I'm thinking I'm milking cows by jerking off my Joy-Cons. That's right, but no, you're just jerking I off I think I'm casting spells with yeah. my Wiimote. No, dude. That's bad. I don't think that's a good idea at all. I mean, they're literally just ripping off of Jackbox. Right. So, yeah, I think Jackbox anyway, pretty much got that covered at this point, brother. I I mean, they have like seven of them. Yeah. I would or eight. eight. I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah. So the article goes on to say that the idea on paper was solid. I disagree, but that's what the article says. Well, the, uh, the author of the article is a fucking idiot. So and there you have it. Uh, Nintendo EPD Group 4 apparently designed a host for the minigames based on international appeal. It was a bipedal horse that looked like a man wearing a rubber horse mask. The game's text simply referred to him as horse because it sounded enough like the English word for host. 
Mini games would ask players to physically move around the environment for things like musical chairs or use their phone to play fucking bingo. Yeah, dude. There this was sounds, even a version, this sounds real solid on paper, dude. There was even a game that resembled a virtual version of Spin the Bottle that involved saying something nice about another person if it landed on you. This tested horribly, apparently. When playtesting groups Shocker. received the game, the feedback to the development team was brutal. The target audience that Nintendo was hoping to hit, families with children, found all of the games boring. Many <laughs> didn't even want to play through entire rounds. In Bingo, example, for one example, one player would use the Joy-Con to mind digging out the number from the, you know, the spinning thing before reading it off on the TV screen, a process that playtesters reported as being tedious. The main game mode... The team battle mode pits at least two teams of players against each other in various minigames. This mode prominently featured Horse, who would give color commentary during the games. During the localization process, sources started calling the game simply Horse Shit as shorthand. It is unclear what Nintendo plans to do with the game now, but apparently it's done, it's localized, and they're sitting on it. All right, here's the thing. First of all, are you kidding me? Horse is supposed to sound like host? Are you stupid? I mean, these were Japanese people that were making this. Okay, I mean, dude, ask one native English speaker that, and they'll punch you in the face. Horse does not sound like host. Are are you kidding me? Not bad, even dude. close. Second bad. of all, what? here's what Nintendo should plan to do with it. Scrap it. Give up. Move on. How about that? I, w I would agree with you. This game will bomb if you release it. I mean, if they release it. I mean, I'll buy I it. <laughs> but with all like the negative feedback, I can't understand why they would do that. And I mean, it doesn't sound fun. Like even PlayStation was able to copy Jackbox with a couple of their games. Like hmm. that's you, I think was the one. Yeah. Not it to, was just one game. Not to, yeah, not to as great of success as Jackbox did, but no, I, I, I'm not mean, terrible. I mean, the real answer to this is you go back, you just include more mini games and release it. Take out the jackpot stuff that clearly didn't work and just release it and get rid of horse, dude. Why not make it DLC? That too. Make it paid DLC. You know, here here's a here's a twenty dollar upgrade for one two switch with more minigames. The article did mention how it, it could turn into something like that with Nintendo Online. Like that's there Imran Khan is speculating in the article that it's possible that it will be a part of like Nintendo Online, the expansion mm -hmm. pass, but mm -hmm. That's just all speculation at this point. Truly, they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they do. I guess probably want to recoup some sort of loss from it, right? So I would I would guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, the Abysmal Chronicles is over. That's it. But we have to talk about our sponsor for today's episode of Hapticast. The first sponsor is us at HapticIntel.com. I'm literally on the wrong titty. Uh, Slick Boys merch is is live right now on our website. We already mentioned it before. If you haven't seen it, launched a brand new merch line with Slick Boys. Uh, and then Josh is wearing the one-off t-shirt. Haptic Intel, that's awesome, dude, t-shirt. It is indeed awesome, dude. I didn't tell you this, Josh, but I also brought back a couple of old-school designs, specifically the red and yellow colorway of the Unclaimed Baggage shirt. Mm. So, Or what was it called? Fucking Haptic or Hucking Faptic, whatever we called it. Um, that one's live now too. So if you missed out on that colorway, that's live. So go check out our store for some surprises. And also I lowered the price on it, literally everything on our store. So t-shirts are like 12 bucks. Unless it's like a double sided print, then it might be a little bit more, but yeah, that's awesome, dude. 
It's awesome, dude. But besides that, we're also sponsored by Dubby, W.GG. It's an energy drink that you add to water. It's just powder. You put it in water and it's good. So W.GG is a website. If you use code slick there, you're going to get some some savings. All right. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. We both drink it. Uh, but let me read the ad. So <laughs> W was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, which went up my nose earlier this episode, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories, no sugar, no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff. If mm. you find it hard to work or study, ladies and gentlemen, please use code slick to save on W. That's hey. right. You save 10% today on your W.GG order by using code SLICK. Dude, you are so good at ad reads. Can I tell you that? I have the copy right here in front of me. I don't let know how me, else I could. Let me let me tell you something. I'm never reading copy. You're doing it. All right? Because if sounds... you put it in front of me, I ain't reading it. All right? I, I would sounds... literally, I'm going to bumble through it, and I'm going to be like, whatever. It's cool, dude. Do it. Well, the cool thing about W, Josh, is that they didn't supply us an ad read at all. We actually made it up ourselves, no, you, and I wrote you it. You wrote it, yeah. So the good thing about that is it reads like I type. So that's why it's easy for me. But thank you. Uh, Dubby's good. I'm drinking Dub Sludge, which is a Granny Smith apple flavor. It's a little sour and it, it's really good. Yeah. Drinking Galaxy Granada. In my, Galaxy uh, Granada. I broke, I broke my Dubby top. So I'm drinking it open. That is awesome, my friend. So. But I'm here to tell you that they actually just launched two new flavors, one of which is already sold out. So you're going to have mm-hmm. to wait for a restock. Right. But the first one is Beach and Peach, which is a peach flavored uh, peach and mango, I believe. And then their other new flavor is Passion Joy Tea, which is like an iced tea mixed with passion fruit. So yeah. if you're a big fan of either of those, I really want to try check it out. One. I really want to try that one. See, my thing is, though, with that one, it says instead uh, of Neurofactor. OK, here we go. Instead of the new, the patented Neurofactor that the rest of the Dubby flavors come with, Josh. Excuse me. Passion Joy Tea actually contains coffee fruit extract. That sounds slick. Where is it? I don't I don't know what a coffee fruit is, but is it in stock? It is, yeah. It's 40 bucks. I don't see. But it. if you save if you want to save some money there, just use code SLICK at checkout. S L I C K. I will be. I'm going to order this, uh, but I'm not going to do it right now because people will see my information. So That's awesome, dude. Use code slick. Christian says he's drinking in the chat. What's up, Christian? Drinking Dragon Aids right now. Very cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, and he also said, how did I not get a live notification? Uh, Twitch is bad. That's why. You got to set a reminder on YouTube. It's the only way. But uh, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, again, use code slick. You'll save 10% on Dubby and you'll help out the show. Also check out our merch one more time. Haptikintel.com. Apparently you can go to Haptikintel.com slash merch and that works, but it does. That's awesome, dude. So check out the uh, That's Awesome Dude t-shirt or the Slick the slick Boys shirt, which is over here. I keep picking the wrong titty, mm-hmm. but uh, there it is. All right. All right. Main topic. The main topic for today. Josh, I think you should handle this one if you don't okay, mind. Wait, hang on a second. You're skipping a whole step here, brother. What are we doing? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, well, before. Okay, I forgot something. It's very important that I don't forget this part, but... I might as well say we're going to be talking about Hideo Kojima. So if you're tuning in live and you're like, I'm going to click off. These guys are fucking lame. Don't do that because we're about to talk about leaked horror game coming from Hideo Kojima. And it's going to be announced this Thursday. Josh, roll that intro.
All right, Brett. All right, Josh. Like you said, our first main topic. First main topic, you kicked me out of the fucking video chat. Love it. Yeah, and uh, people can't even see me right now. What is going on? Josh, 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 Josh. You all can hear me, but you cannot see me. I don't know why. He's invisible, but I can confirm I can hear you, and so can they. All right. Mm, Um, mm, 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 mm. He's gone, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand what's happening. Are you keyed out? No. Like, I'm literally here. This is All why right. you're here, ladies and gentlemen. You're here for the live antics, and that's what you're going to get. He's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, he's gone. Okay. All right. I guess I am literally just gone. That is so cool, dude. What is going on? Like, I am here. Well, I will. I'm going to entertain. I'm going to start, I think. And then when you come in. All right. Is that cool? Well, um. There we go. Okay, we're good. All we're right. back. All right. Cool. Nice. The uh, the zombies music helped it. That was weird, dude. Streamlabs blows. All right. Anyway, first main topic, like we said. I hope the audio listeners enjoyed that. Um, Tom Henderson, dude, is at this point the most reputable leaker in Call of Duty community specifically, but among other things. We've we've talked about him before. He's a friend Just of the show. On this show, on this episode, we've already kind of mentioned him. So he's friend of the show. He's one of my best friends. I see him all the time. That's right. Brett Hideo Kojima, rumored to have a new horror game, rumored to be dubbed Overdose, rumored to have Margaret Qualley in it. So if you don't know, Margaret Qualley was uh, well. First of all, she's a very famous actress. Yes, but she was in Hideo Kojima's former game, last game, previous game, Death Stranding. Right. So. This is again coming via Tom Henderson. The creative mind behind the likes of Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding is working on a new title currently named Overdose. Early footage that has been sent to Tom Henderson under the request of anonymity anonymity seems to show Mama from Death Stranding wearing a blue dress. The game, however, does not appear to be Death Stranding 2 and just features the actress who portrayed Mama, Margaret Qualley. Footage shows the character walking through dark corridors with a flashlight in third person, but it's been suggested that the game could be played in first person as well. A jump scare at the end of the footage shows game over, followed by, quote unquote, a Hideo Kojima game, followed by, quote unquote, overdose. Now, it's been rumored by reputable insider Brett Jeff Grubb that Kojima has been in talks with Xbox for the company to publish their next game. We've talked about this in the past. Although Tom Henderson wasn't able to verify that this deal has been finalized, it does seem that something is likely to be announced soon. After all, the picture did service last week of Hideo Kojima in a Zoom call with the creator of the Summer Games Fest, Jeff, I'm a shill and only sell advertising space, Keely. I added that part myself. Real quick, uh, I don't think we mentioned it in the copy. We don't. So uh, let's talk about Kojima and his history of trying to make a horror game. Because as a lot of people will know, Kojima was originally slated to make Silent Hills, the next Silent Hill game. Correct. He released a, a teaser on the PlayStation store under the guise of an indie game studio, an indie game called PT. It became one of the, you know, biggest horror games of all time, although it was only like a short little demo. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was unfortunately canceled by Konami after Kojima left the company. Right. But now, oh, and I I should mention, it also (laughs) featured uh, Guillermo del Toro, which Mm -hmm. is a master of horror. 
Correct. And also, apparently, Junji Ito was going to be a part of it. Correct. Master of horror. So my thing is, Josh, is it possible that my man got the band back together and just said, fuck it, we're not going to do Silent Hill. We're going to do Overdose? Yeah. I think that's exactly what's happening. So you think that this could potentially have uh, Del Toro and uh, our boy, uh, our boy fucking uh, guy whose books are right there, Junji Ito? Yeah, and Norman Reedus. Wow. You don't think Quayle is going to be the main character? Maybe both. Wow. Maybe two different characters. I feel like he kind of used Norman already in Death Stranding, and now that's his Death Stranding guy. I don't know if he's going to bring him over. Yeah, we'll see. But I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to, to paint that picture there that this could be a lot bigger of a project. I mean, yeah. Hideo Kojima game is a big project, but to have those names tied along with it again would oh, be sure. fantastic. Yeah. So whatever the game turns out to be, it does appear to be the horror game that has previously been rumored. So fingers crossed that we get a glimpse of the game this week at either Summer Games Fest or the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, which is part of Summer Games Fest. That's right. Um, there appears to be a Twitter user named The Snitch, which is at insider underscore WTF, who had information about Overdose before Tom Henderson's article was even live. Now, this may appear to be a coincidence or just a random tweet, but a tweet from the same account actually confirmed all of the games that were shown off at PlayStation State of Play hours before the show happened last week. So this person is clearly an insider and knows uh, some shit. Now, also... In conjunction with this, you have here that the game's logo appears to have leaked as well. That's right. So basically, this guy, Insider WTF or the snitch, he is some kind of an insider. He knows something that other people don't. He's getting this information from somewhere. And he was able to identify all of the games that were going to be at the state of play for PlayStation before it even happened. But nobody saw it because he's just a, a burner account. Uh now he's tweeting out just the word overdose with the little fucking triangle. Mm-hmm. Hours, maybe even a day before Tom Henderson's article even went live. Correct. Then Tom Henderson, apparently since then, I, I don't have this in our notes, but Tom Henderson said that this guy, the snitch, that's his insider. He's the one that sent him all of the shit, dude. Oh, shit. So... Uh, he, it's a it's a big deal here. This guy, if you don't, if you're not following him, the snitch at Insider WTF, you should follow him because he's going to be revealing some shit. And along with that, the logo for the game has been leaked. Right, which is behind us right now for audio listeners. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So I've heard that the logo has been removed a couple of places. People are posting it, and it's getting taken down. So that would indicate that it's real. Mm-hmm. It looks real. I mean, it certainly looks real. Yeah. Uh, I mean. We'll see. It's a shame that this leaked, if it's true, uh, because yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still gonna make waves. It's still gonna be huge. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it would have been cool. It'd be like it would have been cool. Be like a Death Stranding moment where Kojima just fucking rises from the heavens and comes out and be like, "I'm back, yo. Here's my next thing." He's too big for his own britches, dude. At this mm-hmm. point, nothing is sacred. Everything's gonna get leaked. It's true. Um, so. but yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm excited for this, obviously, not just because of Hodemo Ko- Hideo Kojima, but a Hideo Kojima horror game. We know he's been working on something or at least been really interested in horror for a while. I mean, for years at this point, he's been posting stuff on Twitter about him studying up on horror. Um, yeah. so I, I think it's pretty evident that he wants to do horror. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully this is, uh, 
slick, which I think it will be. Yeah. So, all right. Next up, we're going to be talking about overworked GameStop employees. I mean, this is a tale as old as time. GameStop employees have been getting shit on for years. They get made fun of by the general public. Oh, the GameStop guy's only going to give me $10 for my game that I just bought that was $60. Like, all that kind of bullshit. Right. Even Uh, though that person has nothing to do with the company's policies. Exactly. I am a former GameStop employee. I worked there for about five months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sucked. It really did suck. It did. It was not a great experience working at GameStop. Yeah. My boss was not fun. I was going to say you were a former GameStop employee from years yeah. ago. Yeah, and it it taught me how you should run a game shop. Working for GameStop taught me how to do it properly because I treated it more like uh like an indie game shop, like a mom and pop. People would come in. I had like regulars that I would talk to. I wouldn't push shit, and and I didn't get fired. I left on my own volition. They actually called me months after I left to try to bring me back onto the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think I, I brought something that GameStop probably doesn't want me to bring what, when knowledge? I was there. Knowledge, but also just like the the non-shilling of all of their abysmal things that they have. Right. So, I mean, I would offer the the memberships and stuff when it made sense, but I wasn't I wasn't abysmal. I mean, I would tell parents like, yo, your kid's about to buy a game with titties in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, besides that, I was I was a you know good employee. But yeah. So anyway, I, I, I have a I have a story going off of that. But let's let's do this first. And I'll no, tell no, it go ahead, go ahead. No, let it go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say because of, of abysmal GameStop employees. I remember one time, dude, and I think I've told you this story before. And I'll make it a, a long story short. But basically, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas mm. was out. I was a young boy. Okay, we were not even teenagers when that game came yeah, out. Very young, but I wanted it. Now, my mom didn't care back in the day, but obviously she had to go with me, right, to purchase it. We went to a GameStop in the mall. The the old the old Oxford, dude. Ah, uh, yes. Say. Oxford's Crossing. Same people still work at that GameStop, by the way. Yeah. Um, walked in there. Wanted GTA San Andreas. Went to go get it. My mom goes up to the counter with me. The guy behind the counter is like, do you know what's in this game? My mom was like, yeah, I don't care. And he's like, he like proceeded to try to really get my mom not to purchase this game. Was like explaining all the terrible things with it. And I remember so distinctly, dude, my mom looks at me. She looks back up the person at the counter and she's like, either you let me buy it or I'm just going to go to another GameStop and buy it there instead. So what do you want to do? And he was like, that's all right. And she bought it. I remember... GTA San Andreas was the first instance of a game being so rated M that like you couldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Like before that, I had never heard of that. Right. When I was I was a kid. So sure. like I wasn't looking for games like that. But I don't recall any other time where it was like you had to bring your parent with you to get it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would do that. If it was like a game with titties in it, I would be like, ma'am, you know that this game like if it was like a little kid, I would tell them like mm-hmm. I'd be like, this no, kid's too young. That's if it's fair. a teenager, I wouldn't. That's fair. But you know, my mom, it was just awesome, dude. That's all I that is like. awesome. That yeah. that is awesome. T-shirt on sale now. Yeah. Um, have to But yeah, so this story is about overworked GameStop employees walking out and telling gamers to shop elsewhere. This is coming Bye-bye. from Kotaku. So the GameStop in the Gateway Mall in Lincoln, Nebraska, is one of the busiest around, at least according to the person who used to run it. But over the weekend, it was closed after four employees decided to walk out and never return over what they say are bad working conditions and a verbally abusive district manager. It's the second time this year a GameStop in the area saw its entire staff resign in protest. 
That's fucking awful. Mm. This DM should be gone. If you have two groups of your staff leave, you're done. I know that for me, my team, we didn't like our manager. And one person, he was actively trying to get one of us fired, this one guy. And the guy was just having the worst luck. Like his little baby niece died Mm -hmm. and he was homeless. He was like living with his like girlfriend because his parents kicked him out. Like it was just like these awful and maybe it was all bullshit. Mm -hmm. But to me, he's like, yeah, man, like all this bad shit's happening to me. And Chris, I just name dropped him, whatever. Chris is trying to uh, fire me. And he was literally trying to fire him. He was like looking at the tapes trying to catch him like not working so he could use that as an excuse and write him up like it was just off it was really bad so eventually all of us were like putting our two weeks in even one of his closest friends at the store mm-hmm. was like yeah i'm quitting we all quit so mm-hmm. i can relate to this kind of like mm-hmm. it's not worth it it's really not but yeah. they taped the the people that left in where was this again uh lincoln nebraska they taped a paper to the door mm-hmm. which was locked and closed the store was closed because everyone left the sign said we regret to inform you that we all quit (laughs) our district manager has no respect for us as employees or as human beings we have been told by our district manager that we were supposed to have had this store achieving sales quotas and running perfectly six months ago which was three months before a lot of us even got hired unfortunately despite the staff's best efforts we are not god hell yeah dude That's fucking awesome. The paper then listed nearby competitors, including a a place called Entertain Mart, located elsewhere in the same mall, and told would-be customers to shop there instead. Quote, spend your money at an establishment that respects its employees, unquote. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then Kotaku did an interview with Frank Moore, the store's recently promoted manager. And he said, for my health, I had to leave. The stress and anxiety were so bad he had trouble sleeping and wasn't even enjoying games anymore, which I can Mm. relate to that. He said he only started working there in late 2021, and while at first it was fun, it quickly turned into a nightmare between the lack of resources and management's strict quotas. To put up up with it, Moore said he was paid $17 an hour, 17 Mm. bucks, just $2 over the entry-level rate at the nearby Target. While those under him only Whoa. made $9, which was Nebraska's minimum wage. Mm. I can attest to that. I was making probably $8, a little bit over the seven twenty-five dollars mm. uh, minimum wage. He also claimed he was never properly trained by the company on any of the new responsibilities he was given as manager, nor given the resources and time to train others at the store. At one point, he said he had to work over two weeks straight with no days off, keeping the store functioning. And then he said, when I asked for support, I was met with silence. Um, what do you think about all this? There's a little bit more, but bad. I mean, that, for that pay, that district manager needs to be looked at. Immediately. In general, the whole company to even hire people at that rate is. Yeah, well, I mean, disgusting. listen, dude, you know, I mean, I, I work in executive positions, other places. And, you know, the first thing I always ask when I read something like this is, where are your SOPs? Where are your standard operating procedures for hiring? Where are your standing o- standard operating procedures for training? Where are your standard operating procedures for management? Smart. Because if you don't train people, 
if that's the first thing complaint I hear from anything that I supervise is you don't where are your SOPs? If you don't have them, you're fired. That's it. There you go. Because that means you have literally zero brain cells to be a manager. Yeah. So. I mean, these guys, these guys weren't, they were brought in as fodder really. And they weren't trained properly. This guy couldn't train his staff. He, he literally is the store's main manager. Who's been there since the late 2021. He came in right. at the worst time holiday yeah. season. Mm. Yeah, it really sucks. Uh, so then he says uh, the district manager whom he accused of routinely threatening and dressing down staff over their failure to meet impossible goals. He was abusive verbally. He would constantly threaten people's jobs. The staff would be told they could be easy, easily replaced by other college kids. Part of a ceaseless churn and burn mentality that Morris said was part of the why this part of why the store was always struggling to meet its unrealistic quotas. All he sees are numbers on a computer. Mm -hmm. Uh I can I can attest to this. This was happening at my store. Sure. Uh, it was literally just hire cheap, you know, people that want to work at a game store because they think it's sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. But is then it, they trick you. Is there incentives for DM or management level positions for quotas? Like, did they will will they get like rewards and stuff? Yeah, like bonuses or rewards or. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to that because I wasn't a district manager or a or a store manager, but you would have uh, they to think wanted to, so, right? I would I would say yes. They wanted to make me an assistant store manager when I was there. I said that I felt like the way that the store was I, I was literally this guy. And instead of taking the offer, I said no, mm -hmm. uh, because I could tell it was going to be a mess. Sure. And what I would understand is that they did give out incentives. I don't know if it was for necessarily hitting the quota, mm. but they had like a GameStop conference at the end of the year where they would mm. fly all of the store managers out in Texas mm -hmm. and they would give them free swag it was almost like an e3 type of thing right. but you would like win like a playstation 5 for being a store manager an xbox head, right. headphones and my manager would come back with like the stuff he didn't want and give it to the you know mm -hmm. employees that were performing well mm -hmm. uh, but it was all bullshit so yeah so a similar walkout sign taped to a lincoln nebraska other uh, another lincoln nebraska gamestop earlier this year also blamed the district manager for the mass resignation there have actually been four walkouts since August of 2021 because of this district manager, mm. wrote one former employee on Facebook. Two at each location. The first ones were kept pretty quiet, though. Mm. When asked about the prospect of unionizing amid huge labor pushes at Starbucks, Amazon, and Apple, as well as recent mm. efforts in the larger gaming industry, Moore said he can't see it ever happening. Like every other current and former GameStop employee Kotaku have spoken to in the past year, he feels turnover is too high and management is too ruthless for anything like that to ever get off the ground. Yeah, uh, I mean, retail is hard and is a dying beast and definitely has the highest rate of turnover probably out of almost every industry, I would think. Um, and it is unfortunate because it's probably the one where it might be needed the most. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, it's a bad situation. Um, GameStop only still exists because of the huge influx of meme cash that they had. Um, I genuinely believe they would be completely done if it had not been for that. Yeah. So yeah, bad. Uh, I haven't. I don't. I couldn't even tell you the last time I stepped foot in a GameStop. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's bad. bad, dude. I I when I say that, like I genuinely hated the culture of that place i hated it mm -hmm. it was all numbers based it was all like you weren't allowed to ever sit like you couldn't take a, i mean this is retail in general you can't sit down because then you're not doing anything 
you constantly have to keep busy. Even if there's literally not a single thing to do in the store, you had to like do like these like quizzes online to get your points up on the system in the back end. It was really stupid, dude. And uh, the way they like sent stuff over, like I literally watched certain programs roll out, like buy online, pay in store. Uh, they called it BOPS. Mm-hmm. I, I was there when they first rolled that out. Basically, you could buy something and then go pick it up at the store. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. No one knew what the fuck was going on. People were just coming in like, where's my stuff? Manager, district manager, nobody was, you know, relaying that information down properly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was there when um, they had a big push from ThinkGeek. When they they started pushing ThinkGeek products in their store. Our store specifically was almost like a toy store more than it was a game store. So, I don't know. It was my GameStop that I grew up going to. I literally remember buying my Resident Evil chainsaw controller there when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And all of the dreams and all the things you think would be so great about working at a game store. It's not the case with GameStop. It's quite literally the opposite of what you think it's going to be. So good for these guys for, for putting their foot down and, uh, and all fire and not firing all getting, you know, putting their two weeks in or quitting or whatever the fuck they did. They just walked out. Yeah. So, uh, Frankie says in the chat, retail employees get shifted, uh, shit on, shitted on all the time. Shit on the most, uh, true. Uh, Christian says every store has just become hot topic with the lights on fye and gamestop yeah i mean even hot topic is a shell of its former self that used to be you know just clothes and stuff and now yeah. it's a toy store too I they mean, all are i mean retail like i said retail is pretty much yeah i mean it's hanging on by a thread in a yeah. typical brick and mortar fashion i mean i'm surprised fye is still alive for me honest i i don't know how i worked I there how. as well my store specifically shut down because it was too big yeah and we they had no money too much overhead, too few sales. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Um, all right, anything else on GameStop? Yeah. Uh, I wish that I was in charge and I would make a lot of decisions that would change things. And I would make it more, I mean, I, it's not like the way you make money necessarily, but I would make it more like a mom and pop shop where, you know, people come in and you treat them like a human. They come, they, they, they get their games. I don't know. I just think they have a culture that's just, awful and you know what there's a lot of like scam shit too associated with gamestop Mm -hmm. because we would literally get people in that you would kind of have to be like racist and you would have to like stereotype people like some guy Mm -hmm. would come in you'd be like oh this guy's selling me a a a stolen phone like they they taught you to do that Mm -hmm. like my boss would be like that guy He's probably going to like try to sell you or trade in a, a stolen phone or this guy's going to steal. This kid's going to steal because he has a backpack on. And it wasn't just racism. It was just stereotyping in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone that looks a little homeless or, or frumpy, maybe mm-hmm. they were going to steal. And that's like a culture that and FYE did that, too, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. I, that's the one thing I hated about retail is you had to stereotype people. And it was just. Yeah, that's pretty abysmal. Not good. My boss at, at FYE was like. Oh, that guy comes in here all the time. I, I always keep an eye on him because I feel like he's going to steal. Dude, it was the older brother of someone you went to school with that I literally saw in mm. Susical the Musical as Cat in the Hat. He was the main character. Mm. And oh, I, I know was who like, you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, that guy's like, he wouldn't hurt a fly. And you're yeah, trying dude. to, like, I was like, she was like, keep an eye on him. I was like, yeah. I know him. Yeah, dude. So. Also, like, is the company that you're working for at retail really worth it, dude? No. You're literally like a grunt. They no. literally treat you like you're in the army and you're just a nobody grunt. They don't care. So you no. do not care. So you And they try care. to say, oh, there's doors. You could you can climb the ladder and you could be a district manager. Yeah, and then no one's gonna like me. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're gonna make me be the guy that everyone hates. I'm not interested in that. 
Right. So. So. Yeah. Bad. All right. Let's move on. We got an indie Intel, which That's is a right. segment of our show where we take an indie game and we go and we we boost it so that people know it's coming and that it's it's a thing. So this week, Josh, you brought one to the table. That's what right. is it? It's called Horror Tycoon. So basically, all I need to tell you is it's basically Roller Coaster Tycoon, but a haunted house. That's awesome, dude. Buy the shirt. <laughs> Scare, terrify, and thrill guests as you build the haunted house of your nightmares. Design and customize your creation with incredible detail to scare your guests, guests or risk losing it all in this tycoon slash tower defense hybrid. So basically, like I just said, you can literally roller coaster tycoon a haunted house, right? And then lead people through it as a tower defense game to try to get it so, you know, they all perish. I think that's such a brilliant idea for a video game. It is really pretty unique and cool and i know this is like a really really small game maybe even smaller than we would normally cover but yeah. i saw that and i was like that's such a cool interesting concept i like it let's talk about it so so the thing i like about it the most i think is that i was watching it and at first i said to you i was like this is pretty cool i can see people using this to like design their own haunted house attractions for yeah. halloween time and then i saw someone get absolutely murdered on mm -hmm. fire in the trailer and i yeah. said oh so it's a tower defense game yeah. And I think that those two genres blend themselves in really well here. Yeah, so it's cool. Um, you can wishlist it right now on Steam. I don't know if they plan on releasing it anywhere else um, at all. It's a demo there coming is, out June 13th. Yeah, I was going to say there is a, a demo slash a play test pretty soon. You can wishlist it on Steam. Um, I think that's all it's coming out for as of right now, especially looking at the controls. I think it lends itself to PC specifically. Um but yeah, I mean, that's, I don't really have a ton to say about it other than it looks cool. It's unique. Um, Horror Tycoon, it is developed by uh, Smidge Games, which is Love pretty it. cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's on Steam. It's in early access right now. Uh, plan release date demo, again, like Brett said, June 13th. Um, they have the playtest coming up. And um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to jump into that probably. I'll try the demo out on June 13th and I'll see if, if it plays well, if it runs well on my rig. And then from there, I can see myself yeah. jumping into that. Ty you know, it's... Tycoon games have never really been big for me, mm -hmm. but it, this one's like horror themed. So I can I can see that being kind of cool. Yeah. But more than that, I'm a big tower defense guy. Like the really? old Flash games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to be into those. Yeah. Uh, I think your rig will have no problem. It says 64-bit. Obviously, you have that Windows 10. Um, you only need... It says three gigahertz Intel or AMD processor, which is uh, very old. Uh, 12 gigs of RAM, NVIDIA RTX 1060 or higher. Uh, certainly well above that. So, All right. Good shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, Horror Tycoon. Check it out. Links will be in the description. All right. That's it. Welcome to the cum zone. Wow. <sighs> yeah. So that's so. the end. Um, once again, I have to pee very badly. So the show's over. I know. That's why we need to wrap this up so I can go drain it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very hot. I'm in my room with no central air, no AC at all. Or I'm in Haptic HQ. I'm sorry. Uh, my side of Haptic HQ does not have AC. Josh's does. Mine does not. That's right. Um, we're actually in these small little contained boxes, as you can see. My hand gets cut off there because right. we have little chamber, little plastic chambers. All right. Well, inside. remember, we built these for COVID, so we just haven't updated, you know. 
exactly which maybe we will do someday we'll update the set maybe but uh thank you guys for watching this has been a great episode of have to cast uh i'm really excited for this kojima news i'm really excited for summer games fest mm. and if you're excited for summer games fest you should probably follow us on twitter at haptic intel because we're going to be posting our uh, stream schedule or video schedule if we're going to do anything for your summer game fest it'll be announced there mm-hmm. so but more importantly than that more importantly than actual content you can watch mm-hmm. is actual content you can buy and spend money on. Mm. And you can spend money at haptigintel.com. If you go there and you can add a slash merch at the end of that too, if you want apparently, and that works. But mm-hmm. we have new merch. As I said multiple times, I got the titty right this time. Uh, this is our Slick Boys merchandise. We are the Slick Boys, if you didn't know. And uh, this is our merch. So this shirt right here has the Slick Boys. And on the back, it's me and Josh with lightsabers and guns. Got these nice little trucker hats, which you know what? Hold on one second. I know you have to pee, Josh, but you gotta wait. Look, they're like they're white on the back and they're black on the front, and they're slick, just like us. Um, but more importantly is the shirt that Josh is wearing, which is the shirt I promised everyone I would design. And it's the that's awesome dude t-shirt in the God of War font. So uh go check that one out. They're all like $12 or something, they're really cheap, and uh it helps us out. I mean, we only get like a dollar. We kept the prices as low as we could, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to help you guys out so it helps us out regardless and then of course w.gg if you use code slick you save 10 mm-hmm. percent. that 10 percent comes and sucks us off so yeah dan k on the chat says youtube hasn't been letting me know you guys are live what's going on what with youtube the and fuck what's going on what with the fuck what's going on with youtube and twitch dude not notifying not notifying people huh we gotta fucking start over i'm not doing that we're starting over Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Haptic Intel's Hapticast, no. episode number 74. Josh no. has the pee really bad, and we're starting the whole show, o- show over right now. No, but seriously, thank you guys for watching. Kevin, I'm sorry you're here late. Please rewatch the show. It was a good one. Uh, and we'll be back. Uh, as I said, Summer Games Fest is this week. It's like E3, but not E3. There's going to be a lot of game announcements, and we're going to maybe do videos on them. So follow us on Twitter for updates on that. <laughs> See you guys next time.